You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. It's Monday, February 27th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. A commercial trawler caught fire and burned in Sitka's A&B Harbor Thursday evening. The boat's skipper hasn't yet determined if the boat is a total loss. The Sitka Fire Department received the call at about 9.20 p.m. on Thursday that a vessel was on fire in A&B Harbor. Firefighters were on scene just 11 minutes later and found the fiberglass trawler Golden Dream fully engulfed with flames visible in the cabin. A Good Samaritan was already at work attempting to douse the fire with the harbor hose. Nine firefighters and one EMT fought the blaze with a portable pump and brought it under control in just a few minutes. David Johnson, with the Sitka Fire Department, says the fire likely started in the exhaust plenum, the shaft from the engine room to the smokestack that's supposed to protect the rest of the vessel from heat. The vessel's skipper, Alicia Eels, agrees with that conclusion. Eels told KCAW she had fished that day aboard the Golden Dream, tied it up in A&B, and then left to go play volleyball at the Hames Center. When she was notified of the emergency and returned to the boat, she found that the blaze had consumed the Golden Dream's cabin, its navigation and electronics, and most of her belongings. Eels said that whether or not the Golden Dream can be saved depends on whether the engine survived the fire. If the engine is gone, there's no point, she said. Eels bought the boat last year and said she had a good season and was looking forward to another. A GoFundMe page has been started on her behalf with a $20,000 goal. You can find a link to the page on our website, kcaw.org. Rates for several of the city's enterprise funds, electric, water, wastewater, and solid waste, will likely go up next year pending assembly approval. Some will increase at or below inflation, but other funds are encountering unanticipated costs. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports on the Assembly's discussion of the Enterprise Fund budgets at a special meeting on Thursday. Each of the city's utility funds will likely see increases this year. When the Sitka Assembly met on February 23rd, City Finance Director Melissa Haley presented her recommendations. A 3% increase to electric rates, 6% for water, 6.75% for solid waste, and pending a final recommendation from the Port and Harbors Commission, 7.3% for harbors. If Haley's recommendations get final approval from the Assembly, the wastewater fund will likely see the highest increase at 8.5%. Each year we seem to have one fund that has all of the bad news and wastewater gets that honor this year. Haley said there were a couple of reasons why. First, some grant funding didn't pan out. And second, there's a new disinfection system required by the Environmental Protection Agency that will cost the city over $7 million. Haley said it's called an effluent disinfection system. Uh, we, we have a permit that allows us to discharge um, our waste and to keep that permit, um, it will be required that we disinfect um, whatever is being discharged. Haley said an 8.5 percent increase was already planned for the wastewater fund this year, followed by a quarter percent decrease next year. However, the unanticipated cost of the disinfection system, plus a planned $2.5 million rehabbing of the Lake and Lincoln lift station, would likely force the department to raise wastewater rates again next year after all. Overall, though, Haley said the rate increases averaged out to around 4.8 percent, falling a bit under the national inflation rate, which as of January had fallen to around 6.4 percent, down from a high of 9.1 percent last year. On average, Haley estimated it would cost a Sitka family using electric heat an additional $25 a month, around $310 more a year. Most assembly members were on board with the rate increases Haley recommended. 
Deputy Mayor Kevin Mosier said he'd never been in favor of rate hikes when he ran for his assembly seat, but soon learned that they were necessary. You know, over time, we have to continue to try to keep up. We're not keeping up with inflation, but try to keep these funds healthy so that we can continue to build capital so we can fix this infrastructure. I'm going to approve this as is. I feel like based on the information you provided us, this is well thought out and well planned to the best of our ability. Um, We obviously can't predict the future as in that that increase from the EPA. Uh, There's absolutely nothing we could have done to prepare for that. Uh, And it's unfortunate that we don't get funding for that. It is what it is. And Assemblymember Crystal Duncan asked if plans were still in place to steady the rates in FY25 for the electric, water, and solid waste funds. If we're looking at year three of these other funds, if they remain stable, they should go down next year, kind of in line with what we had uh, approved last year, hoping that we would increase it in year two. And then in year three, we would have a little bit of a reprieve. And of course, things can change. But that's kind of where we're at if we're following that model. Haley confirmed that that's the plan, but it also depends on factors that are out of the city's control. Yes, and I think there's certainly, you know, um, you know, for example, electric fund, that one, I would not be at all surprised as we firm up the capital needs. You know, if, if we can't stay at two and a half percent, we're also, you know, those um, projections showed inflation flattening out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely some in, in assumptions going forward that I think will impact next year's, you know, what we what we guessed last year for two years. The February 23rd special meeting was only a budget discussion. The group didn't take official action on the enterprise fund rates. The rates will be finalized when the Assembly approves the final budgets later this spring. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. One of the most popular recreation cabins in the Wrangell area fell victim to the forest this winter. It's been flattened by a spruce tree. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, the U.S. Forest Service is uncertain how long a replacement might take. The turquoise water and rocky beaches of Annan Bay, about 30 miles south of Wrangell on the mainland, are prime southeast Alaska. While the site is often associated with bear and other wildlife viewing, the creek and lagoon that feed into Annan Bay have been a central site for fishing, gardening, and hunting for Tlingit clans for thousands of years. Blown away with the beauty of the area. Jeff Owings spent the better part of three months at Annan last year, working as an inspector on a large improvement project for the wildlife viewing platform that sits above Annan Creek. And it was about that time that I told myself next early spring I wanted to bring my family up for a long weekend. So this trip we had, we had actually had planned this out for about a year. After the 70-mile run from Kejikan, Owings pulled into Annan Bay in a 46-foot landing craft full of six adults, four kids, two dogs, and their gear. I was looking at the face of the cabin and didn't notice anything right off the bat. So I, I went up to the top of the roof, which is where we kept keep the skiff to go back and forth. And I was getting ready to launch a skiff in the water, and that's when I looked over at the cabin and realized I didn't see a roof. And then I focus in a little more, and that's when I realized that there was a big tree laying across the cabin. He and a friend ran the skiff in, hoping the damage wasn't as bad as it looked, but it was. I mean, it was such a beautiful, beautiful cabin. It was just kind of heartbreaking to see that, especially knowing how much love and care went into that entire site. Unfortunately, the cabin is completely unusable. Acting Wrangell District Ranger Tori Hauser heard from Owings about the damage to the cabin. 
not safe. The roof is squished in and the sidewall is completely damaged. And um, you can see in some of the pictures that the, the stringers that hold up the roof from the second floor are damaged. It's, it's really bad. Hauser says that Forest Service staff will head down to do an inspection as soon as possible. Our staff's going out um, as soon as we can, uh, get a weather window and get down there, and we're going to check the whole site out and the extent of the damage to the cabin on the ground and uh, make a plan for for uh, what we can do, get the trees out of there, that kind of thing, clean up. Checking out the whole site will include the quarter-mile walk up to the Anna and Creek Wildlife Observatory deck, in case it was a larger blowdown than just one tree. Hauser says it's likely the Anna and Bay cabin won't be fixed this summer, and says the Forest Service has been calling folks with reservations to try and shift plans or issue refunds. On the booking site, the cabin is blocked out for the remainder of this year. For people who had the cabin booked, it'll be a bit of a blow, not only to their camping plans, but for potential visits to the Wildlife Observatory as well. Anan operates on a permit system, and four of the 60 daily permits are set aside for users of the Anan Bay cabin. Hauser says she's hopeful for a relatively quick repair to the cabin. Uh, the good news is that um, the Tongass has recently received an influx of funding dedicated to cabins through the bipartisan infrastructure law. And we are hoping to pivot and to uh, move funding that Wrangell would receive uh, to the Anand Bay cabin and get it fixed as quickly as possible. Probably we'll have to completely reconstruct. Hauser says it's not a totally infrequent occurrence to have a cabin hit by a tree. We are in the largest national forest in the United States, after all. But it seems to be a more catastrophic hit than normal. Thank goodness nobody was in it. Nobody was hurt. Even with their plans foiled by nature, Owings says his group still had an enjoyable weekend at a nearby cabin they were able to book last minute. Well, that that was the rough part. You know, all these people were looking you know, forward to this. I've been telling my kids about this. For, the, for about a year now, and uh, that's when we uh, we realized that just right around the corner in Saucy Bay there was a cabin, so we were able to rent that one out and and spend our time there. So it wasn't a total loss, but that, that's what we ended up doing for Plan B instead of just heading home. Other cabins are often Plan Bs to Annan. Of the 22 other cabins on the Wrangell Ranger District, only two have been used more than Annan Bay over the past three years. In Wrangell... I'm Sage Smiley. And now a correction. Last week, KCAW aired a story reported by KRBD about elected officials in Ketchikan pushing the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to come up with a plan to control otter populations. In that story, it was estimated that there are around 50,000 sea otters currently living in southeast Alaska. The actual number is approximately 25,000. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.